HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by the International Culinary Center, offering courses that range from classic French techniques in culinary, pastry, and bread baking to Italian studies to management, from culinary technology to food writing, from cake making to wine tasting. For more information, visit internationalculinarycenter.com. Hello, I'm Diane Stemple, and you're listening to Cutting the Curd on the HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can hear our show archived anytime on our network, or you can get a podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Today, I'm interviewing cheese people who are also artists, either concurrently or previously, and I want to welcome Beth Griffinhagen from Murray's Cheese. She's the marketing manager. I want to welcome Aaron Kurtz, who's a sales manager at Forever Cheese, which is a distributor. And I also want to welcome Adam Moskowitz, who is the owner of Larkin, which is a major cheese warehouse, for those of you who don't know in our listening audience. Cheese, like the rest of the food industry, maybe particularly restaurants, attracts people who perhaps at first are using cheese as a, as a day job to support their artistic endeavors. Maybe not necessarily the three people in the room today, but often that's the case. And then they get swept up in cheese and it becomes their major passion. I want to ask the three of you, how did you combine cheese and art at first? Aaron? Hello, everybody. (laughs) Well, I guess I get to start. Um, How did I combine how did you segue? Well, did you do art first and then cheese? Well, I, I actually did art first. I did a lot of uh, radio DJing that spun into record DJing, club DJing. And um, at uh, for me, it was just, I would say that the segue happened is, it, the overarching thing for me is always being willing to take risks. Mm-hmm. So I jumped into a field that i really didn't know as that much about, but I wasn't afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and you I, were a well-established DJ in Prague, correct? Yeah. For I, years and yeah, years? Definitely. And um, I, your name was DJ A to the K? And it still is. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, it was, um, it, you know, I worked in the record business when I was there and had a, a long career, but really it was all just really about trying to 
I basically worked a lot with hip hop in Czech Republic and it was a misunderstood art form. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually it tied into a lot. There's anti-Semitism and racism that's pretty prevalent there. Mm-hmm. So it had a bit of a, it had a, a movement purpose to it as well, education piece and so on. All that kind of over, it's fine. I'm not quite sure how to make the segue, but I feel like I'm doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just now have a different job and role, but hmm. the same kind of values still kind of take place in terms of uh, education and, mm-hmm. and having some kind of a moral message. Now you can do more with food safety or, you know, mm-hmm. it, it has transitions that you can make. And the way that you initially got introduced to cheese was by doing parties with a cheese yeah. person? I actually worked with uh, this guy named Brad Dubay, who works at Food Matters again. He was the person who, he we had DJed parties together, and then we talked about cheese a lot, and it was one of those things where it just, he thought, wow, this guy actually is really interested in cheese. Let me see if he can, you know, come work with us, and we'll try to see what he knows. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, I'm, I'm their top sales guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, did you want a day job? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it yeah, I did. Okay. I did. Actually, I made that choice. At the mm-hmm. time, I was I was doing a lot of DJing and consulting work, and it was real freelance. And mm-hmm. It kind of was up to Forever Cheese. Forever Cheese said at one point, uh, the owner, Per Luigi, said, you know, what do we have to do to make you stop doing everything and just focus on doing cheese? And at that point, I had to choose. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I still do DJ. Mm-hmm. I actually did a couple of gigs with Adam, which has been awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, but I had... Basically, you know, became a a full time cheese full-time professional cheese person. Yeah. Okay, I heard I heard something very interesting. I apologize to interject, but it sounds like you're talking about DJing and cheese sales in a very similar vein. That your job as a DJ, which was finding great songs and playing great records and getting a crowd hyped, mm-hmm. it feels like you kind of implied that your job in cheese is almost very similar. But instead of it being songs or music, it's Kurt. I, I I totally that's how I feel about it. I feel like there's so much, there's so much. It's the same, you know, how in music there's so much you can know. You can never know every music, every new band that's coming out, etc. Um, it's the same with cheese. There's so much that's happening that you know it's impo- I think it's impossible to keep track and know it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a constant process. So and, you're curating for the rest of us. Yeah, at least my little part. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, the key to being a DJ is having taste in yeah, music. True. Yeah. So, so the be- the key to being a great cheese salesperson is having taste in cheese. In cheese, yeah. yeah. But at least at Forever Cheese, we have a bunch of. <laughs> I feel like we don't have any duds, really. So you know, it's like where if you look at some more commercial. <laughs> Ricotta salad is a dud. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <laughs> you haven't tried ours lately. Uh, now, Beth, you're your, correct. Your arc, your arc was very different. You were you got into cheese, and then art came along. Yeah, I did. Um, I, I worked in cheese in Massachusetts for a little while. Came to New York, kind of thinking I'm going to leave that world behind. I'm done with cheese, and um, and fell back into it. I I think it's funny when we refer to ourselves and other people as cheese people. You get a lot of people saying, well, cheese people do this, or I'm a cheese person, um, but I'm definitely a cheese person. And what you were saying, um, wait, not what's your name again? Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Aaron and Adam. I'm so bad with that stuff. Um, uh, when Aaron was saying that kind of 
it's like it sounds to me like your personality kind of infuses everything that you do. Mm. I think that's really characteristic of cheese people. When we talk about cheese people, they're people with personalities. And I guess that my personality kind of carried me into my art and into cheese as well. Um, what I, I wrote a book called Haiku for the Single Girl. It's a book of haikus about being single. Um, it's very much like a uh, New York City kind of experience and uh, a lot of humor, some, some dark, some light. And I, I think that what I do at Murray's, I'm the marketing manager and I write a lot of, uh, you know, our e-blasts. I manage the Tumblr and Twitter and things like that. And it really allows me to embrace my love of cheese and my love of humor. And to be concise. Yeah, exactly. I love, I love taking the big idea and making it small. That's kind of um, my, my favorite way to, to create things and, and to look at the world is, is like to just reduce things down to their most... Uh, pure form and, and something that's easy to understand for Were people. you a poet before before the haiku started? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think of myself more as like a, a copywriter or like a comedian. Uh-huh. I, I like to, I like quick and snappy and, and mm-hmm. funny. Um, but and people are dying to publish books. How I, did you get yeah. a publishing deal I went so to easily. summer camp with a literary agent and we were at a wedding <laughs> together. <laughs> And I, I just, I don't know. I, it's, I just, I think like most, it's I guess who I, you know, yeah, it, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I don't always consider myself like an artist because I think that it comes with this feeling that you have to be, you know, pushed to just always be creating something. It's just like welling up inside of you. But for this experience, it mm-hmm. definitely was something where I, I wanted to make this and I was just sort of writing it for fun. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't stop from doing it. And um, it just happened that we were at this wedding together and, and he saw me working on them by the pool. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing this thing for fun. He said, well, I help books get made and this should be a book. And it just all came together. That's great. Yeah. And Adam, how about you? Uh, I, um, I started being an artist when I worked on the Internet and I actually made a lot of money working at Yahoo when people still thought it was a chocolate drink and that financial freedom got me really really creative and I just started expressing myself and I just started DJing and rapping and writing poetry and painting and I, I, I don't know I found I found finan- within financial freedom I found a creative expression and then once I found creative expression it was reckless abandonment and once there was reckless abandonment it just didn't matter I think I think I think uh, once you become an artist you're an artist and once you understand being what it means to be an artist you just are and how did you make the transition to cheese I got uh, I don't <laughs> the transition to cheese. I I started at the age of thirty. I decided to be a rapper and put out an album. And I took all my money and put it into my album. And while I was performing my album, I started working at a cheese shop downtown called Formaggio Essex, just to honor my family name and learn cheese because I didn't like cheese so much. And, yeah, that's where I got bit by the bug, that cheese bug. So you fell in love with cheese? I, I did. I fell, I fell deeply and passionately <laughs> in love with cheese. It, 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 cheese saved my life. It changed, it changed everything that I know and do. I, 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 um, I, I, as an artist, I feel like all I need is inspiration. And from inspiration, I 
say, create, do, am artistic. It's just being a, a conduit of inspiration. So with cheese, once I started learning cheese, all you are with cheese is a conduit of, of information, right? Here's a great piece of cheese, and here's the great story behind that great piece of cheese, or ich, don't, don't try that. And in a lot of ways, that's what being an artist is, right? It, an artist is uh, an expression of um, an idea or an experience or, or something, you know? Like a, a photograph is a, is a filter of a specific moment. A screenplay is a, a, a discussion of, of, of a story. So I don't, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. But, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Now, one way you combined interests is in the Cheesemonger Invitational, which you kind of invented. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, well, I didn't invent it. There's no. Such, I think in our generation, there's no such thing as invention. I think there's there's innovation, and as you innovate, you could fool people into thinking you invented something. Uh, cheese competition. I wasn't the first one there. I just, um, I think, did it better. Um, that was a, a really good excuse to have a party in my warehouse, and it seemed like a lot of cheesemongers. Uh, needed a voice i didn't realize it um but it happened and and now it's something that we're doing that is just a great way for cheesemongers to express themselves for Um, our listeners who don't know what the cheesemonger invitational is it's a party which has a competition of cheesemongers how many now 20 20 stores or the last year we had 45 mongers from around the world globe mm-hmm. yeah global Definitely. right yeah. aaron's been the dj for she's my invitation for the last two years i don't know it's yeah it's it's um it's been a competition represented by 45 cheese shops sending in their best monger from all over the continental United States as well as places like England, Australia, and beyond. And it's also, I guess, primarily for the attendees, it's a great party with a lot of good cheese and the, the competition is going on at the same time as the party. Yeah. Oh, and I would say it's a great expression of the passion that both cheesemongers and cheese lovers have. I feel like the Cheesemonger Invitational has been a great day showcasing those who are madly and devotedly in love with cheese. Mm-hmm. And they get to show their art. Which, exactly. Their art, in, their art in expressing themselves, both vocally as it relates to cheese and then expressing themselves as they cut and wrap cheese because wrapping cheese apparently i didn't realize it has an expressive creative element and then Mm. most importantly the final round which is where it's like top chef of cheese okay it's time for us to take a break this is cutting the curd we'll be back in a few minutes thank you you're listening to i love new york by rectech on heritageradionetwork.org Like what you hear so far? Support the network and become a member. Membership helps us bring you the best food radio in the world and gives you access to thousands of dollars in discounts at the sustainably-minded businesses that support us. To become a member, visit heritageradionetwork.org today. 
The International Culinary Center is a proud sponsor of the HeritageRadioNetwork.org. The ICC, with locations in New York and California, provide cutting-edge education to future chefs, restaurateurs, and wine professionals. We're proud to claim Dan Barber, Bobby Flay, and David Chang among our honored alumni. This is Dorothy Can Hamilton from Chef Story. Check out our ICC website at internationalculinarycenter.com. Hello, you're back with Cutting the Curd. I'm here with Aaron Kurtz, Adam Moskowitz, and Beth Griffinhagen, three artist cheesemongers, and we're discussing combining art and cheese. And I'm just wondering, how much overlap is there between your art pursuits and your work in cheese? Do you feel? I mean, for me, a ton. My, my art is writing and my work is writing. The content is different, although single ladies do love cheese. <laughs> Um, so the audience may be the same, uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say they're a lot the same and they, they definitely inform one another. And I think that I love my job so much because I do get to have that creative release and, and, and practice my art daily. Um, although it sounds really stupid to call it art when you're like tweeting. Um, but, but yeah, for me, that, that's definitely the case. A lot okay. of overlap. Yeah. Um, I touched on it before we were talking. I, I, I like to think about, like, when I got into cheese, where where did I learn about music? And I actually learned about it from, you know, I think that some of the more passionate cheesemongers were often really into music, and, you know, you'd hear them playing music at stores, and I would talk about music with them, and, you know... Um, I, I think that they're just it totally interlaced. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, and uh, I don't know, there's... I think about like someone who builds a cheese cave and, and the knowledge you need to build a cheese cave. You need that same kind of nerdy obsession. DJing seems really cool, but it's really a nerdy obsession of creativity and you're, you're focused in on some. And so I see that in how people caretake cheese Mm -hmm. and how people will build a cave, how people will explore new bands, how people will, you know, you know, Extend the interest yeah. just a little bit farther. Yeah, again, it's about this idea of going for it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think I think you hear often about the artist struggle, and uh, I think in the perishable cheese business, I struggle every day. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I must be an artist. No, just kidding. I, I think I think uh, when you when you perform on the job, the key word there is perform. And I think when you think about being an artist, I think also about performance. And I think. Everything you do in life should be an expression of who you are and what you believe in. And so for me, I, I think my art and my work are the ex- same exact. I, I approach both the same. I, with utter passion, full commitment, no fear, and a willingness to go as far as it takes to make the audience, in the case of work, it's customer, but customer and audience are the same, extremely satisfied. So I find them all to be the same. At the same time, what I'll say is that being a cheese importer affords me the opportunity to travel around the world, and that is extremely inspiring. So while you're there being inspired on top of a mountain, it would be foolish not to write a poem or an idea or an anecdote, if I may. And at the same time, when you're seeing the customer and the customer is super, super, super happy as a worker, you can't feel like you've just completely knocked it out of the park as a performer. So I think they're intertwined. Mm Mm-hmm. So I seem to have found three happy artist cheesemongers, it seems, just coincidentally, who's come into the studio today. 
Is that correct? No. <laughs> no, I just, I just struggle, 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 right. struggle, struggle. What is the artist struggle? People talk about the artist struggle all the time, and they, they think it's financial, and it's not. It's the artist struggle is 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 a psychological experiment of mental gymnastics. One plays with themselves, and and my work and my art is it's both the same. It's it's, it's a never ending mm-hmm. struggle. Well, the reason I said that was because one of my questions was. Uh, if you won the lottery, what would you do? Would would any of you pursue art full time? And it doesn't sound like that would be your answer. I don't know. How about you, Aaron? I I think if I won the lottery, I'd probably do some kind of social justice work. Oh, okay. I mean, that's what I think I would. If I really had <laughs> mm-hmm. free time and right. I didn't have to think about, mm-hmm. I would do social justice. Now work. we all have to say that. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I also did. care about social justice. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would do. However, I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> Yeah. I don't really understand what social justice is. <laughs> what is that? Explain it to me. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, some You're kind of environmental, <laughs> yeah, or food safety or something that, because I, I think that, I, I don't know, I get really passionate about stuff like that and I feel like I don't have enough time to devote to it because I'm, mm-hmm. that's what I think I would do if I won the lottery. So okay. if you have, oh yeah. How about know. you, Beth? What would you do if you won the lottery? I'd probably spend a ton of money on cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that too. I, yeah, I think, I think that's what, defines like i mean for for an artist and for a cheese person um intense passion and you know to the point of nerdiness like obsessive generosity i think that people who love cheese love to share and that's the sign of like a a good cheese person and that's what will keep you in the business is if you if you really have a passion that you just are like compulsive sharer and um cheese lends itself to sharing because you can just say here have a taste of this take a bite of this and that's kind of what sucks people in is that you just get really excited about everything you taste and you want to share that excitement and it it, it does have like that artist's enthusiasm and and infectious kind of passion um but for me it's it's definitely like a shortcut i just like i love throwing parties Mm -hmm. and i think um so so that's maybe an answer if i if i won the lottery i I'd help others for sure, but I would also <laughs> throw really amazing parties with tons and tons of cheese um, and, as and often Aaron as possible. And Aaron could DJ. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I would, actually, I want Adam to jump in, but I want to say there's a lot of social justice and cheese work too. That's true. Because you're supporting yeah, the, local farmers. That's where I was just you're, about to talk okay. about. Oh, oh. <laughs> Go. <laughs> All you. All right, so oh, if, I wa- if I won the lottery, <laughs> I would start making cheese. I would start investing even more heavenly in the cheesemakers I currently work with. I would create a cheese network. By that, I mean on TV. Just mm. cheese all day, every Ooh. day. Just just a TV station dedicated to cheese. I would also, um, I don't know, I'd, I'd get a big bus made out of cheese. And I'd drive <laughs> made out of cheese? Would it just look like cheese? It would look like cheese. Ricotta Make it out of ricotta No. And I would, I would, I would it's get. Not firm a, enough. I would get a big tour bus that looks like cheese and also has cheese caves in the bus. I'd get a mobile cheese cave, and I would take cheese around the United States. That's what I did. Sounds great. <laughs> so, I have another uh, kind like of out of left cream. field. That's crazy, question. crazy, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm actually going to do that. We're going to go buy some <laughs> scratch tickets right after this. Okay, another completely different question. How did family figure into your cheese or art path? 
Everybody's oh, pointing it at him. It doesn't really fit yeah. into mine. So. Right, no, actually, it really fits into mine. So I, I'll take this one real quick. It was real simple for me. Um, I I came into the cheese business because I was a rapper performing my album in downtown Manhattan, and every live show, my father showed up. And I'm a family. I'm a legacy cheese guy. I'm a third generation cheese importer. My dad kept showing up at all my events. And you know, for those that want to know what type of music I make, go to thebeatpoet.com. But I'm basically talking about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And there was my dad bringing business people, and I was like, "What are you doing?" I thought I'm embarrassing everybody. And he's like, "No, you're an entrepreneur." And I'm like, "Entrepreneur? No, I'm a fucked up artist." And he's like, "No, you're an entrepreneur. Look, you have a product. You're selling it." And I was like, "Wow, you could be my mentor." And uh, that's when I took my rapping career and turned it into a cheese career. So for me, it was a big deal. My dad supported my artist, my artist needs. And from there, I jumped into the family business because I was like, this guy got me. So. Hmm. Do you think it was a plot on his part? Yes. <laughs> Total manipulation. Uh-huh. Well, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean you with that question, actually. I meant because sometimes families are negative about artwork. And they want you to have a day job. Oh, I can speak to that. Okay. Um, well, my my book uh, contains some adult content. Uh-oh. And I will say that my uh, conservative Southern parents went a bit catatonic when they saw the, the first draft. I, I let them see it before it came out, but kind of kept it under wraps until it was a for sure thing. Um, and they, yeah, they, they really struggled with it. They were glad that I had a day job and... Um, I, I don't think that they ever saw it as a separate thing or something that would pull me away from my day job. I wasn't like, I'm quitting. I'm going to write smutty poems for life. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> be fun. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think they ever feared for that, but they def- I definitely experienced some of that like artist uh-huh. disapproval that mm-hmm. is so famous. If I win the lottery, I'm actually going to pay, be, I'm gonna pay you to write smutty poems <laughs> about cheese. About <laughs> I, I could get into that. I'll, I'll get to work on it. And did your family have a reaction to DJing versus cheese? No. No? They, my, fam- my family's always just been supportive. Ah. So. You're they, lucky. They let me do whatever I want. Okay. How did your education prepare you for either cheese or art? What did you guys study? I studied psychology. I use it all the time. I do sales. Okay. So I studied psychology, <laughs> you know, too. Yeah. I studied resolution. psychology. What did you study? Sociology. <laughs> <laughs> I see a link here. Yeah. So I, sounds like we all blew off our college education. <laughs> I actually yeah. use conflict resolution. Not I got me. a degree in conflict resolution. I use it all the time. Mm-hmm. How so? Always, I always have to say a lot. It's not the cheese's fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely use my degree. I mean, psychology and marketing are yeah. hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And I do a little bit of HR and, and things like that for Murray's as well. So it, it definitely is something that I feel I use. But I think most people who pursue work, like degrees in psychology, they, to a certain level, are just kind of that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't, I, I know that I learned things in school, but I feel like I also came into it with just sort of a disposition of someone who likes people and wants to understand them more. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Does anyone have any advice for people trying to decide what to do with a career? art versus cheese or anything else well, it's new york i mean yeah. everybody's a hustler you gotta <laughs> it's if you're doing one thing you're probably not doing enough <laughs> yeah well first i'd like to highlight i think cheese is extremely artistic that mm-hmm. also needs to be first the rinds 
look at a rind and you'll be mesmerized. It's like better than any um, psychedelic painting you could find. And then, and then when you taste cheese, it, it kind of proves that God is an artist because the whole flavor profile of cheese comes from um, uh, like biochemistry. It's just kind of tweaky, but. Uh, how milk turns into delicious cheese. Yes, and it becomes sweet and funky and nutty and nutty, or tastes like the sea. Like I mean, it's just crazy that you could taste a piece of cheese and it tastes like an oyster. I mean, right? I mean, it's just wild. Yeah, just wild. Um, so I think that's really creative. Um, when it comes to advice, follow your passions. God damn it, follow your passions. If you know what you feel and you feel what you know, do it. Don't second guess yourself. Have no fear. Um, and know that cheese will always welcome you in. The cheese community is a community of artists that are either acting as artists or promoting artists. Because cheesemakers are artists and everybody in the game is artists. What we do is artistic. Um, because cheese is just unlike anything else we put in our mouth. And that's why we all love it. So follow your passions. It's also a great way to meet people. You know, if you're working in cheese and it can sustain you as a day job and you're doing something on the side, it's... It's great. Everybody loves cheese, so it's a great way to barter. It's a great yes. way to, you know... Show up at any party with cheese and you're the coolest yeah, person at the bar. Exactly, exactly. So if you're, if you're looking to get out there and meet more people, cheese is an entree like none other. That's true, true. Do you have anything to add? They think they summed it all up. Okay. Okay, well, this has been Cutting the Curd, focusing on artists and cheesemongers, you can find us on www.heritagenetwork.org and you can get a podcast at iTunes or Stitcher. And we've been talking to Beth Griffinhagen, Aaron Kurtz, and Adam Moskowitz. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website, or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>